Hello mates, how are you all doing? I know what brought you here. Uh-huh, yeah, we do. Don't worry, we're here to enlighten you more about sex. And yes, we should normalize saying it because it's completely normal. Sex. This podcast aims to share to our listeners about the importance of consent and sexual grooming. Now, we have Gail Makam and Priscilla Pigao joining us today as we tackle more about it. Hi, Gail and Priscilla. Kindly introduce yourself to our listeners for today's podcast. Hi. Hi, everyone. Um, I'm Gail Makam. I am Tasha. I am Tasha Movement, PR and External Head. Yeah, okay. So for me, I'm Priscilla Pigao. Um, I'm usually called Sess. I'm also part of the Tasha Movement and I am the vice chairperson of the organization. Okay, nice. Hi again, Gail and Priscilla. So let's get right to it. What is your organization about? Right, so our organization is all about fighting against uh, yeah, sexual harassment and abuse. So uh, TASHA is uh, an acronym. So it's actually called Theritians Against Sexual Harassment and Abuse. So yeah, uh, basically uh, we create statements. Um, we help student victims um, in their cases of, or experiences rather of sexual harassment in our high school. So our high school is STCQC, St. Teresa's College, Quezon City. Okay. And when did Tasha start exactly? Um, Around, uh, Gail, when did we start again? Uh, last year, right? Yeah, we started at around June. June 25 yata yun when Iha ako and MC, MC Do Better was like sobrang peak social media. And there were also students from our high school tweeting about STC Do Better. So a bunch of alumni like us parang gathered lang casually na uy I think we have to do something about this and yeah para ayon passion movement began okay so as you mentioned it's kind of a passion movement is that specifically what initiated you guys to start Tasha well I think one of the um, factors as to why we started Tasha is because some of the people close to us or some people that we knew from our batches were uh, actually experiencing or have experienced uh, like uh, sexual harassment or abuse. So yeah, uh, basically so- somehow it also became not just uh, an advocacy, but it was also driven by our personal uh, experiences, our personal feelings about the issue. Okay, that's really interesting. And what, exi- what exactly is it that Tasha does? Tasha movement basically do three things, does three things. Uh, first is that we support student victims in filing a report to the Student Care Council. Student Care Council is the school's current legal entity that aims to address these problems specifically. And the second is that we release transparency reports so that the general public, especially our stakeholders, the patient student body, know the resolution of these different cases handled by the SCC. And finally, uh, our goal is to educate people on gender-based and sexual harassment and type of abuse. Yeah. Okay, and if you could pinpoint, let's say, maybe one, two or three purposes, what would you say um, the purpose of Tasha was? Uh, well, our purpose is, well, mainly, uh, mainly is to help make the school a better and safer environment for students, uh, for uh, future generations, basically. And 
we wanted to be free of sexual predators. So uh, we have been really encouraging and helping student victims to do something about their experience, such as reporting it to the authorities. And uh, our involvement with the SEC and before we previously uh, talked to the administration of the school, so we suggested uh, some reforms uh, within the school. But yeah, uh, the basic and uh, ultimate goal really is to make uh, STCQC a better and safer place for the students. Yeah, that's really interesting. And that's very good of you guys to, you know, kind of revolve around that initiative. But now um, let's dive into more on sexual assault. How exactly would you guys define consent? Uh, will I answer it, Gail? Or uh, do you wanna? Oh, I've seen it, but I'll answer it. Uh, for Tasha, consent is basically the same meaning with, with the dictionary naman. Na it's the permission, of course, for some for something to happen. Like both parties consenting to or agreeing to do a certain action. So in the talk of sexual harassment, this is more on verbal consent. Like do you want to make out or something? So yes, I want to. So and oftentimes predators mistake the non-action of victims as consent, which is wrong. Dahil in fact, they just freeze because they're nga. And the with the cases that we handled, because of course the sexual predators are of legal age already, and students are more, and most of the students are minors. So the consent clearly is blurry. Is is blurry here? So yeah, for us, consent is really important. Dahil yun yung basically permission of both parties to do a certain action together. Yeah, and like to add to that, sometimes the like sexual predators would say, but uh, that person let me do it. Well, yeah, that, that's the problem exactly. That's why, yeah, same as Gail, um, it's really important to have verbal consent when it comes to like sexual advances or like uh, cases of sexual harassment. Okay, so aside from the issues that you've mentioned, what makes consent so important? Well, Consent is really important because um, as a person who, for example, wants to engage in um, different activities with your partner or with someone that you know, um, it's not your body to control. So when you're doing an act, it's a two-way thing or uh, there are two parties or multiple parties even. So the, the thing about it would be um, you're not doing an action just for your sake, but you're doing an action with somebody. And it's important that both parties or all the parties involved consent to that thing or consent to what is happening because um it could have adverse effects like when you don't have consent it could like traumatize a person or it could negatively affect them and it it, it, it might become a cycle if you don't if you don't get the consent of somebody then um that other party may think that that's how it's done that's that's okay so it's like educating as well um the people you're involved with and telling them that uh, hey, I'm asking for your consent so that in the future when that person um, meets somebody else, they would also know that, oh, uh, I remember that uh, my partner before asked for my consent first and uh, that's the right thing to do. So yeah, it's like a passing over of knowledge uh, so that we can really um, ingrain in ourselves the importance of consent. Okay, so with that out of the way, what is sexual assault? Maybe you guys could give us a couple of examples of instances of sexual assault that are kind of overlooked or maybe one might not deem as sexual assault even though it is um sexual assault basically is the act 
when one intentionally like in, intentionally sexually touches another person of course without that person's consent and this is and some examples of sexual assault that are basically overlooked is during like kunwari a party and everyone's drunk so you don't have like basically control or any memory of what happened so people will think that it's okay to touch you or just like sexually touch you because you're both drunk and they, they make it as an excuse and that bukas naman hindi kita maaalala so i think it's overlooked sometimes and it's really important to raise awareness that when someone says no or like even not even verbally says no just parang just no non-verbal action na, na the person doesn't want it it's really important to take note of that in order for like people not to be sexually assaulted and in order for people to not assault as well yeah and uh, another another thing in sexual assault that people overlook is um sexual harassment is part of it and sexual harassment is intimidation bullying and coercion of in a sexual nature so for example um somebody forces you to do it like for example it didn't happen like at the end it didn't happen but the fact that they were trying to force you uh to engage in a sexual act then that's already actually uh sexual assault so uh i think that's basic that's overlooked a lot of times when eh hindi naman nangyari diba there there, there are those kinds of instances wherein um they say that to make an excuse but then the fact is it was already an act of sexual assault like just forcing someone uh telling them verbally telling them na uh, hey let's do it or maybe in actions like for example um hahawakan mo siya like what what Gail mentioned you you'll grope them or something so yeah uh, it, a lot of times um people don't think that they've been sexually assaulted because yeah not a lot know that uh, these are some of the categories or some of the examples in sexual assault to add lang um, i think people also overlook that they can be sexually assaulted by the people they're close with like their friends mismo, or even their family members and that's why i think victims of sexually assault usually don't rem- don't remember like they choose not to remember what happened to them because these are people close to them and if they tell their family members or their other friends relationships are at stake so i think we need people to be more aware of that and laluna to educate them that sexually assault could happen anywhere and anytime and with anyone oh yeah yeah lalo if bata ka diba you would think ta ah, naglalaro mm-hmm. lang like diba may mga ganun eh because uh, you're young eh diba tapos yung matanda sa yo yung the, the person you know na guardian mo or like uh a person you're always with akala mo tama lang ganun. So yeah, yeah, same same. Okay, now with that in mind, how do you know, especially for women, when you've been sexually assaulted and what are the steps to take when you are? Uh I think first and foremost, you really have to be educated kasi uh even myself, uh admittedly, even though um Agil and I are a part of Tasha the whole the everything about it the whole intricacy um everything under sexual assault sometimes it's hard to really be aware of all the forms so the first thing really is to educate yourself read upon it uh if you have time you could go to maybe webinars or you can go to uh talks about it so that you can also educate yourself um so how do you know when you're sexually assaulted well i think the number one indicator would be if you're uncomfortable like in talaga uh rely really on your feelings 
if you're if someone is trying to engage you sexually or you're doing something sexual with someone and then you feel uncomfortable then maybe you know step back uh think about it or like um uh verbally say no uh, or try, try try your best to um to stop the act from happening diba pero like sometimes yeah we understand that um nakakatakot talaga but then yeah i think one way for you to know if you're sexually assaulted is if you feel uncomfortable uh well that's my take so because uh, I'm not exactly, or like we're not really qualified to uh, talk about um, how to know if an act is sexually, uh, if you, if an act is sexual assault in nature. But yeah, I think rely on your feelings. And then, um, yeah, Gail, do you have anything to add to that before we answer the next question? Um, I quite agree with you, Atisis. Like it's very important that you trust your feelings most importantly, and you just. Parang, kasi with, mabilis kasi nangyayari yung mga ganito and you can't really act intellectually na maybe this is sexually assaulted. Maybe I am being sexually assaulted. Like, if you're just feeling uncomfortable or yung feeling mo na na nalampasan nila yung na-step nila yung boundaries mo. Uh, like, especially when even your partner is asking for like kunwari, they want to engage with you sexually and you said no pero pinilit ka pa rin nila i think it's very important that yun nga na magrely ka sa feelings mo na once you're uncomfortable and once they don't listen to you when you said when you already said no that when you know na yun nga na you're being sexually assaulted already yeah so after feeling it uh, try your best to like get out of the situation and then yun nga, sabi ni Gil, sabi ni Gil na it's hard to like draw a conclusion out of it like on the moment, right? So I, I guess the steps afterwards would be like uh, think about it, um, if you can search about it or if you can talk to someone, someone you trust about it. Mm-hmm. And then maybe you can process it that way, no? Tapos, um, there are different steps, I think. Sometimes it depends on what you want. It depends on um, the nature of the act, but uh, I think yeah, number one is to get help, not Gail. Um, uh, definitely get help, because it's hard to deal with it by yourself. But sometimes yeah, yeah you have to first not prepare yourself before you get help, because you would recount. You have to recount the experience. And sometimes like this recalling takes a while, because your brain tends to like not remember those traumatiz- traumatizing experiences and but when you do i think it's best that you really approach someone that you really trust kasi mahalaga na meron tayong like outlet for this and relationships like this are very important then but if you like you don't have like this person your go-to person i think it's best that we seek professional help talaga instead of just parang keeping it to yourself because it really won't like scar you even like until you get get old yeah and if you decide to take it to the next level like if you want to take legal action then yeah that's another set of steps um as gail said you could get professional help you could talk to lawyers or you could talk to therapists parang iba iba talaga so it depends on what the victim wants okay so where would you guys say would be the best place to reach out to both professionally and let's say in a more intimate setting. 
uh, maybe uh, for the intimate setting, you would go to someone you trust. Uh, and I, I, I don't know. Uh, maybe this could be different for each person. You know, it, it's a case-to-case basis. But I would maybe suggest uh, talking to only maybe one or a few people because um, it's hard when this kind of story gets out, something like that. So uh, for me, in an intimate setting, someone you trust. It doesn't even have to be a family member. It can be, um, it can be a friend. Or someone who you, someone you're close to, and uh, is knowledgeable about it. So yeah, I think for the in, for someone, uh, someone you trust. Yeah. Um, for the professional one, man, I think we have a law that covers this type of assault, like sexual assault, which is the Safe Spaces Act or the or the Bowel Busters Law. So I think there are lawyers. If you, you, if, if you want to like sue your your predator, your perpetrator. I mean, uh, we have lawyers, and of course, the police. Although, however, I do get that a lot of victims are afraid to come forward legally, because they're afraid afraid of being blamed, especially na meron tayong systemic issue, like yung asking, like the way the lawyers or the police ask, like, what were you wearing that night? Um, were you drunk? So I think that's really a, another problem that we have to solve first in order for in order for us to help these victims come forward talaga. Um, on the other hand, for psychological help naman, I think uh, there are a lot of institutions like universities that offer psychological help, like therapy whenever someone needs that. Um, yeah, they, they can look it up naman. But uh, I'm not really sure because with like the specifics or like the contact. But yeah, for surgeons, of course, may tasha na they can like they can approach us if they want help for like if they want help to get their cases to or like their experiences heard to para maniligyan ng SPC admin. So yeah, I think. A lot of organizations like Fashion Man and Psychological Help. Marami namang available when just like from their different universities or schools. Okay, now when it comes to the person who sexually assaulted you, how would you confront them? Oh, this is this is hard. Um I I I uh, I think it's definitely triggering uh, for most uh, victims to confront those who assaulted them. So I think it's better to not take them on face to face. Maybe have a third party handle the case or have someone, if, if you're really adamant about uh, facing the predator face to face, maybe have someone there with you definitely. Uh, you, you can't be alone. Because um, a lot could have come come out, a lot could have um, come out of the experience so um in confronting the person yeah i i would definitely say uh look for a third party have someone with you or or if you want um don't talk to them at all and uh have like a lawyer or uh have the police handle the case but yeah as Gail said yeah it's kind of it's kind of scary to go to the police um, for me, I agree with that. It says that it's really important you have someone with you, or even a third party, 
Because for most victims, being alone with their predators um, is traumatizing enough. Like just seeing their faces can make you remember all of those experiences that you had with them. So it's also best that you keep the agenda not really professional, but in a way that you go confront them you know, with a lawyer or with the authority that ha- that will handle this case. Para na rin, hindi ka matake advantage ng predator mo, especially for students. And yung predator mo, sobrang mas, malak- like, malaki yung age gap niyo. So, of course, they are parang, what do you call that? Um, threatening or at least yun nga. Siyempre, naging teacher mo sila, kunwari, naging teacher mo sila. So, of course, may authority talaga sila over you and you will be afraid. Guys, kayong dalawa lang together. So, I think, it's best that you confront them with the authority that will handle that case for you. Yeah, and just to add, uh, I'll be introducing like uh, another concept, another thing, yung gaslighting. So it's possible then if you're alone with your uh, with the predator, with the alleged perpetrator, um, they could gaslight you. They they could tell you, they could twist how you saw, how you how you experience things, how you process it. They would say. Eh, hindi naman eh, ganito yung nangyari, ganyan, ganyan. So, uh, yeah, it, it's very important to have someone with you so that they can also help you, like, process the information, tell you that, or, like, um, reassure you that uh, what, 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 you, what you experienced was wrong regardless of whatever reasoning uh, the predator has. So, yeah, so, uh, a, a lot of things can happen. So, mahirap din if they would sway uh, your perspective or they would sway how you thought about the situation. So let's say the act of sexual assault has just happened. What would one do, or where would one go? Uh, I think the first place to go would be your safe space. Um, first and foremost, you have to take care of yourself. So make sure you're in a safe environment, a place you're comfortable uh, being in. So uh, yeah, that's that's the first place uh, you need to go to after being sexually assaulted. Same, same. I agree with Atisense that it's really important that you go, you go to your safe space. And like, I know that it varies from victim to victim, of course. Like, we have different coping mechanisms talaga. And whenever this type of experience, like, happened to you, there are people, there are victims who tend to, like, forget it na lang or, like, downplay it siguro. But also, there are those who are really triggered by it. And that's... It's, it's very important that you go to your safe space and like process it as parang like process it talaga na this really happened and I need to get help because um like yeah yun na like this is a very not like this very a tra- this is very this is a very traumatizing experience and that I need to get help because I know that it, it would scar me deeply and that in order for other victims to also realize na kailangan natin mag-come forward para yung ibang victims magkaroon din sila ng sense of comfort sense of comfort na oh my voice is heard at least and that when i come forward to the authorities they will punish the perpetrator or something na they will give me justice. Like, this experience that I have will bring me justice. Because, <clears throat> you know, it's very important that all of us come forward na in order for the perpetrator to be punished. Yun. Okay, okay. Thanks for that. 
So now on sexual grooming, what is sexual grooming? Um, so sexual grooming is like teaching someone. Uh, the, uh, sexual, sexual grooming is uh, let, let me let me just establish this. It's usually between someone who's a lot younger and someone who's older. Um, it could be in a school setting, for example, an older teacher and a younger student. So yeah. So sexual grooming is uh, teaching or um, shaping a person to think that uh, what they're doing is right. So um, that's that, that's grooming. So sexual grooming, uh, sexual grooming would be um, the older person, the uh, the perpetrator, is trying to shape or to uh, to make the student think that uh, what they're doing is uh, is right or what they're doing is okay. So for example, uh, uh, an older teacher would engage in a sexual re- relationship with a younger student. So the student would think, oh, this is okay. Um, age doesn't matter, blah, 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 those kinds of concepts, even though um, the student is a minor. So, yeah, I, I think that's sexual grooming. Uh, maybe Gail could, uh, do you have anything to say more about sexual grooming? Um, for me, sexual grooming is also a type of manipulation. Like, since what Addis has said, uh, it's between a minor and someone who's really way older than you. They tend to have, of course, a lot more power over you, lalo na if teacher-student kind of relationship kasi the student will think, oh my gosh, my grades are parang nakasalagay pa yung grades ko and if I tell this to the authority, baka ibags lang ako na to, baka hindi ako paniwalaan ng administration. So, with this kasi, the perpetrator, of course, would um, take advantage of you and his pa- and their power over you na since I have this power over you, I can manipulate you over sexual engagements like this. So I think for me, that's also sexual grooming. Oh, and uh, I just like to add, uh, sexual grooming is also like, you, like the, the the victim, they don't really know or like they're not aware that they're being sexually groomed. So um, probably one of the strategies that um, uh, sexual predators do uh, is they try to gain the trust gradually of the student or like of the younger person, the other party? Um, they think mabait siya. The way that's usually ba, eh, mabait yung teacher, yung prof ko na yun, yung teacher ko na yan. I, I don't believe na he's, sexu- uh, he's like grooming me sexually, mga ganon. So yeah, mm-hmm. uh, you you gradually the, the perpetrator gradually um gains the trust of that person. Hanggat sa maging close kayo, tapos, uh, ayan, uh, yung pala may intent yung perpetrator uh, to sexually abuse that uh, that victim or that person. Okay, so, um, how is a minor usually sexually groomed? Uh, well, yeah, um, it, it usually starts uh, the way that uh, I, I, I discussed. Um, they try to gain the trust of, um, of a minor. Uh, and then, um, they, they do they do simple acts at first alam mo yun, parang to to make uh, to gauge or like to make things comfortable siguro and uh, as 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 time as time goes by once they gain the trust fully of that minor um they would possibly engage in um sexual um sexual acts uh like may mangyayari na talaga ganun. so um I, I think another thing w- would also be um they would Alam para uh, how to explain it. Um, they would give information or they would um, give responsibilities to the minor. So parang uh, if they engage in a in a relationship, sa nila, 
this is our secret ha parang ganon so like if pag ba if may secret it's like you feel na ah I'm being trusted by this person so yun ah uh, it's like an example of manipulation as Gail mentioned a while ago as well I think to add lang um kasi these perpetrators usually not only try to gain the victim's trust but also the people around that victim like when they're in a teacher-student relationship na ang nangyayari is they not only try to gain that student trust but also like yung siguro her, her classmates ganon na para maisip nga na once that kunwari, once that victim feels na oh I think I'm being sexually assaulted or I'm being sexually groomed and she tells her classmates about that ang nangyayari is oh I think siguro close lang talaga kayo ng prof na to or I think hindi naman yan intention ng prof na yan so basically hindi lang yung minor na yun yung namamanipulate but also the people around them so kaya mas yun nga mas sobrang nag-reflect yung power and authority talaga ng perpetrator and it's really important that not only minors actually but also like people know when they're being sexually groomed para matigilan din yung type of victim blaming like this na or even like the 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 act of downplaying such sexual intentions ng prof like you simple message lang sa facebook ng or ad or friend request like iisipin kasi ng syempre student kaso iisipin mo uy ang bait naman ng prof na to like they really talk to their students, they make us feel comfortable, pero y- hindi mo na pala alam na meron na palang ibang intention yung teacher na yun. So, yun. Oo, and uh, parang before as well, uh, people would think, ay, ang cool naman ng prof na to or ng teacher na to, na nga-adjust sa mm-hmm. Facebook. Diba? Like, akala mo, it would be something that's um that's cool or something that's um mm-hmm. friendly for them. So, oo nga, oo nga, tama. Okay, so it's, 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 evident that people are genuinely aware of what sexual grooming is but why isn't there enough dialogue or why isn't it being talked about more here in the philippines well i think the nature of um sexual grooming itself as as mentioned a while ago the minor sometimes the minors uh, even when they grow up they're they aren't aware that i i was sexually groomed i was sexually abused when i was younger uh, maybe that's uh, one thing uh Uh, we're not that knowledgeable in those kinds of stuff. And it's hard to really talk about something that you're unsure of. So yeah, one thing definitely would be we're unaware, uh, we're less educated. Uh, people talk about it less because um, not everyone is sure of their experience. So yeah, I, I think that's uh, that's one. That's true. No? And I also think that the Philippines or Filipinos have a culture of victim blaming already. Like it's been existing since forever. And especially when you're a minor and when you're a woman here in the Philippines and you like try to talk about your experience and experience to someone older than you like from a different generation. Siyempre yun nga, babalik at babalik yung mga tanong na ano yung suot mo, bakit, bakit mo kasi siya kinakausap, bakit mo siya nire-replyan, bakit mo in-accept yung friend request niya, alam mo namang mas matanda siya sa'yo. So ang nangyayari like these victims become too afraid to approach Why to come forward already? Because nga, naren tayong pre-existing culture na in the end, wala namang ginagawa yung sistema about it. And in the end, ang nayayare, we, we're just being more traumatized by this experience. Because we don't really want that, or like the justice that we wanted, 
like hindi naman nabibigay sa atin agad or parang yun nga like we just given more trauma when we come forward so i think it's really important that we eradicate or break that type of stigma and that type of victim blaming culture here in the philippines in order for victims to come for in order for more victims to come forward and to be more comfortable of sharing their experiences and of course for these perpetrators to be punished accordingly and yeah at Speaking of uh, social context, you Philippines, kasi de ba? Uh, we're a we're we're mostly a Catholic um a Catholic country. Um, maraming Catoliko in in short. So um, isipin mo uh for as long as the Philippines was formed, nung ginawang Pilipinas siya, um talaga we we're engaging or uh we employ uh Catholic um teachings. I'm not saying that uh, yung teachings mismo ng Catholicism um, tells us to shun uh, these who were sexually abused. Pero yung very conservative. Yeah, para that's how it was developed. Uh, a very conservative environment. So that's why less people are talking about it. They feel that I I would be judged. Ah, Catholico pa naman ako. There are those kinds of concepts din talaga in our uh, in our society. So yon yah, as as Gil mentioned, no, we need to uh, break out of that uh, social context, that social norm, especially now, na um, there are so many ways, there are so many uh, instances wherein sexual predators can uh, can abuse um, all kinds of individuals. All right, so here in the Philippines, it's evident that Filipinos are very much non-confrontational, and it makes it very hard to reach out. So, how would you go about, or how would one go about, seeking legal help or professional help here in the country? Um, I think there are already many avenues to um to go to, or uh, there are many courses of action uh, that you can do uh, in seeking legal and professional help. So, uh, I'm not going to plug the org namin, ha. Pero uh, I think one way is to um go to an organization that advocates against sexual harassment or uh, can offer help um, in terms of you know addressing your issue or addressing your experience because uh the first the first thing that i think is important is to go to people who understand or uh, go to people who are knowledgeable in um in the case in your experience because um if you go directly to to someone or to something that has authority but does not understand your context or does not understand what you're going through then sometimes um bad things could happen or um they could take it negatively uh they could blame you um yeah as gil mentioned a while ago they could ask ano ba suot ko uh, nasan ka ba uminom ka ba parang mga ganun. so uh, i think um here in the philippines even though we're not confrontational uh the first step comes from the victim and uh, and one way could be going to organizations or going to people uh going to lawyers even uh who advocate or um are knowledgeable in the case i think for me also education is really important when it comes to stuff like this like since yun nga, um filipinos are non like are non-confrontational in general so i think it must be starting education like since your thesis is about self-education right i think it's important that of course schools mismo uh, mag-initiate na sila ng um sex education topics or even subjects para bata pa lang yung student i mean bata pa lang yung tao 
alam na nila alam na nila yung concept of sexual grooming sexual assault and like and simply from there um they will be more aware when this happens to them like hindi sila nangangapa na am I, was i sexually assaulted ganun ganun and ayun nga so sex sex education is also really important in times like this para ma-eradicate na rin natin yung culture ng victim blaming ng culture ng yun nga ng parang being non-confrontational when it comes to this topic all right so to end our podcast gail priscilla maybe we can give our listeners a few tips on how to create a healthier environment to you know actually talk about sexual grooming but more importantly tips for the youth especially minors to be more aware of you know sexual grooming and maybe even sexual assault and uh, in case that something happens to them it's it's hard to give tips huh um i think if you're a student talk about your exp- i don't know because sometimes it's hard to talk about your experience you know um what about tips um Oh man, Gail, do you have any tips? Wait, uh, I'll think about mine as well. Um, um, siguro for me, like before giving tips to these minors or these students, I think it's very important that we call out the adults first, or like of course those perpetrators who like have the tendency, not your tendency, but who have like yun nga parang yung mga tina take advantage yung power nila over these students. Because kahit anong going mall, like trying to educate a minor or a student about topics like sexual assault or sex, sex education in general, if there are still people who will try to take advantage of you, di mo siya mapipigilan, you know. But of course, yeah, education is really important and like being aware, like as a minor of of these experiences. Um, mahalaga siya. So, siguro attending webinars or like reading more stuff about um, sex education will help you. But I think we have to address first yung systemic, um, like yung systemic issue and like the culture of adults taking advantage of someone like younger than them or someone who has less power than them because this doesn't only happen to minors lang naman like it happens most importantly to the minorities and, and like even the LGBTQ community like women of course so ayun um it's important that we not only educate the victims of what might happen to them but most importantly we we must educate and confront or call out those Um, perpetrators or like yung mga tao na mag, like yung mga tao na magte-take advantage over these victims. Oh uh, yeah, to add to that, uh, I definitely agree with you. I'll go back to um um the part where in the minors yung gagawin nila. So I I can agree as well na um hindi kasalanan ng minors or like they don't have they shouldn't they shouldn't be thinking about the possibility na oi baka ma sexually assault ako if i don't do this or that so yun nga same ah uh, i think really it's uh, it's about the system it's about the adults talaga that's why uh that's why um 
kaya may advocates uh, kaya may uh, people are like interest groups um in sexual harassment na para um they're the ones um fighting for uh, reforms systemic reforms para these these kids uh y- yung mga minors yung mga bata yung mga estudyante uh, they would enjoy their life without thinking about the possibility of something bad happening to them so yeah uh, siguro ang tip ko lang din um talk agad to someone you trust someone so, someone you trust definitely siguro um hindi ko alam sometimes it's hard to trust uh, even family members pero um talk to someone that you know that you can trust like definitely can trust about something that you're unsure of uh it's really hard kasi to to gauge how to go about these things but um try to talk about it with someone Uh, when if if you're younger, pero yun the the burden of change, the burden of making things safer, the place safer, the school safer, uh, is really on uh, the administration, the adults. Yun. those are the people who should be protecting the minors. The minors uh, shouldn't be uh, protecting themselves. In other words. Okay, so lastly, um, maybe you guys wanna you know plug the social media platforms of Tasha, or maybe even your personal platforms. Oh, uh, I think we'll plug the Tasha. Okay, Gail as the uh, PR head of <laughs> of the organization. We can give out our Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. <laughs> um. Okay. So, Tasha Tasha Movement is actually SCTQC's like organization that is and not uh it is a, it is an independent organization that as a students from SCTQC. Who have been who have experiences of being sexually harassed by professors or any personnel from the school as well. So you can reach out to us through Twitter at Tasha underscore M V M D Tasha Movement Tasha underscore Movement. We also have a Facebook page Tasha Movement. Uh. At Tasha movement, but you can also search "Serious Against Sexual Harassment and Abuse" for that. On Facebook, also, our Instagram is wait long. You can reach out also to us the Instagram, which is Tasha dot movement, like the full spelling of movement. Ayon. Uh, finally, if you have the inquiries or partnerships, or even like reports, of course. You can also email at us at tasha.mvmt@gmail.com. Yes, please. You may email us to yes. them. We're willing for partnerships. <laughs> um, it's important yeah. to widen the circle of uh, this advocacy. Yun, because yeah, Tasha is not just um catered or like uh not just involved with students in SDC, but we also would like to extend um support. Us uh, to extend support, siguro media support and uh, I mean yeah media support basically or promotion support uh, for other organizations mm-hmm. as well who are also advocates for, against sexual harassment. Okay, wow! Thank you so much again. Um, I'd like to thank you, Gail and Priscilla, for coming on to our podcast. And I'm Alec. Thank you for listening to Hey Mates, and we'll see you later. Bye.